Folks, how are you guys doing? Sit back, relax, crank up the audio level to the highest decibel because you're about to get into the World of Row podcast, a podcast about podcasts. What do I mean by that? I'm talking to podcasters. We we talk about the the triumphs, the tragedies, not the tragedies, but the struggles. It's it's uh, intimate interviews of the personal journeys for fellow podcasters. I'm also talking to people who are musicians, talking to people who are out there doing the DIY thing, and people who have had an influence on my life. This podcast is available to you every Friday on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, also on Acast. A couple of great ways that you can help out my podcast is by taking the time to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, use social media like Twitter, Instagram, uh, Vine, Path, whatever it is that you use, and uh, let them know about this amazing show. All right. So, how are you guys doing? What's what's new out there? What's new in the life of my fellow dear listeners from all over the world? Hopefully, how are how's y'all's week going? How's everything? How's uh, your March going? How's are you ready for your spring break? I think some people still celebrate that, right? Even though if you're you know you're older, you're not in high school anymore. You know, I, I know when you're a teenager, you got to go out and do all that stuff beaches and stuff typically it's always kind of ugly down here in texas we always get lots of rain and i think we're actually getting lots of rain and the weather gets really cold i don't know anyway um yeah the the you know we're the weeks are going by faster now you know and before you know we're already going to be in april and uh, you know that whole thing you know where time flashes passes i'm trying to say pass it anyway you get the idea you know when you get older it really does happen it's crazy right anyway um and that's my my thought of the day, so that way you guys can think about it, right? Um, anyway, so this week's guest uh, is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. Uh, if you guys are really into movies, check out his podcast. Him and his co-host Justin they put on an amazing show. They talked about the Oscars, and not this episode, but the one before. They talk a lot about the Superman movies on this last episode. That one was really good. I was already telling Justin about it. And they talked about Quest for Peace. And I know a lot of people hate Superman 4, Quest for Peace. I actually liked it. <laughs> so we kind of went back and forth texting and telling each other, you know, what we thought or what he thought of it. But um, he's on the show this week. And I kind of hinted at it at the end of last episode when uh, when I was doing the outro for it. But, you know... Um, really excited about talking with him just because I'm a big fan of movies myself. We talk talk about a lot of movies. We talk about how he got into his podcast and how they started out and how they how they do things. And when you listen to his show, it's so amazingly done with the editing, the producing, and how he puts the music in and you know what music he uses. It's it's just really awesome. Um, yeah, so we we talk for a little while. Normally it's one hour of audio greatness, but it was just it's actually almost like an hour and twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of audio greatness. It comes out to about an hour and a half with this intro and the outro and all the other stuff. So I'm not gonna talk anymore. I'm gonna let you guys listen. Let me know what you think, and we will. Um, you know how you can let me know. You can tweet at me, or you can you can uh, leave the review, right? So anyway, we'll go ahead and start the episode, and we will talk to you on the other end.
Yeah, man. So did you uh, did you catch the Oscars last night? Oh, of course I did. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Were you uh, happy with the the turnout and everything? Uh, I the outcome was predictable. The only category that really surprised me was Mark Rylance waiting for Bridge of Spies because everybody was picking Stallone. Yeah, in that category. So I know Justin was really, really disappointed about that. But otherwise, uh, I don't know where. I never know what percentage I got for my picks. I -hmm. would say probably, I don't know, 75 to 80% of my picks were correct. Mad Max Road cleaned up in the minors. So, hey. Yeah, that it, good turnout for them, man. Mad, I think Mad Max were like the that was the clear winner of last night. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Even though it won nothing but the quote unquote minor awards, right? But hey, six time Oscar winner, you can't uh, no. You can print that on the Blu Ray label now, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So oh, so we're here with uh, Nick from the Epic Film Guys. What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, with that nice cold open in there. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, nice little intro, man. And you know, I. Uh, before we go and get in, into everything, I man, I uh, I listened to that episode with Cla- on the classy little podcast on oh, yours yeah. as well, and yeah. you guys pointed out so many things that I hadn't really thought about. And you were talking about how one-time Oscar winners, where you know they win an Oscar and then they go on to do a lot of shit after that. Oh yeah, that was James, I think. That yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And you guys had a nice discussion about it, and I never really looked at it at it that way because you think, hey, this guy's won an Oscar or she's won an Oscar, that gives them credibility. They're they're a good actor. Like for the longest time, I thought Cuba Gooding Cuba Gooding Jr. was a great actor, but I mean, <laughs> I think if you only watch the stuff he made in the nineties, then yeah, 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 everyone would absolutely agree with that, <laughs> right? Except don't watch The Big Chill because that one wasn't that great. I don't even. I I don't think I've seen him in a movie that I've really thought. Oh shit, man, he was really good in this. Probably <laughs> since it's probably been since like Jerry Maguire. That's probably yeah. the last time. Yeah, I think so too. I, and other than Boys in the Hood, I think that's the only other um, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. acting I like for the most part. So it's weird the way the career trajectory right you, in that sense. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you know and. During, I think when it was when uh, when Tron Legacy came out, I had really got into Jeff Bridges, right? I mean, I'd, I'd only seen a couple of his movies, and I saw him in Iron Man. He was awesome as Obadiah in Iron Man. But then yeah. he kind, uh, I went back and I started thinking about him. Like, well, let me Wikipedia him and read about him. And for the longest time, I had no idea that he wasn't an Oscar winner because then he's always been good, you know. And I know he has the distinction of being one of the youngest people to be nominated for one and one of the oldest people to be nominated, right? I think he holds that or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he finally got one, right? I think he got one a few years ago for, um, what was the name of that movie? Shit. Not True Grit. It was no, um, it was the one where he played the country singer. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, I, think, yeah I, I didn't watch it because I don't dig on country music. So yeah, I was like, yeah, this is not up my alley at all. So I just avoided it. But yeah, no. I, what the hell was the name of that movie? Shit. Man, I... Was Where's it? Justin? That's what he's good for. Justin's my <laughs> film encyclopedia. Yeah, you know, I, you know what? I let's, uh, I'll, I'll find out real quick. I mean, I, I just something heart. Was it Telltale Heart or something like that? Or man, I can't remember. Anyway, hmm. so I mean, I was just <laughs> <laughs> so I finally I went and watched. Um, uh, I had seen Big Lebowski a long, long time ago, and I know a lot of people loved it. I kind of was annoyed with it, but then I went, and it's funny, right? Because I mean, I'm in my early twenties when I watched it, or late teens, and I'm I'm not where I am now. So yeah. then I go back and watch it. I'm like, okay, this movie's pretty damn awesome. 
So, I mean, he was great in Big Lebowski. Anyway, Crazy Heart was the name of the movie, I think. Yeah, it, and I, I just found it at the exact same time, too. Yeah, yeah. 2009, that came out. Yeah, great great movie. I mean, it well, seemed like it was that long ago. No, I know, right? I mean, it's been almost seven years. That's Shit. crazy. <gasps> yeah, he's almost 70 or something. Anyway, uh, so yes, Nick is uh, the, the film guy. I, I, you know, we've been wanting to sync up for weeks, and I'm really happy that you're on. Looking yeah, forward to chatting with while, you. Yeah. yeah, it did. It did. It's so it's been kind of hyped up between the two of us with excitement to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so, I've been looking forward to this opportunity ever since you started doing this show because I, I just love it. I, I, I've loved. I like. I, I was telling you before we started that I haven't listened to the most recent one. The last one I listened to was the one with. Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. He's a great guy. I love listening to their show. So it was great listening to you interview him. You got a great interview style, man. I love oh, it. Man, keep keep following it, forward with it. Thank you, man. Thank you. So with that being said, hey, uh, so tell me, tell us a little bit about your podcast uh, so everyone can know. And then tell me how you got into it, man. All right. Well, the uh, Epic Film Guys podcast, basically, we're just two guys. Uh, Justin and I have been friends for, I don't even want to wager how many years now, six, seven <laughs> Somewhere in that neighborhood. We were aware of each other for a few years prior to that. He actually dated, or no, I dated a girl that worked where he worked. That was right around the time the Dark Knight came out. And of course, he's a huge, huge, huge Batman fan. And he went as Ledger's Joker for Halloween that year. So that was when I first became aware of him. Nice. We actually ended up starting a job, you know, at the same place after I got out of college. And then he and I... I don't know. We were just really, really fast friends and it was really great. So when he lived in the area, cause we're both originally, you know, from this area, I was, you know, born and raised right South of the border, um, in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then he's from the upstate New York area, Binghamton area, his whole life. I moved here after I got out of college, we got together and we just, you know, we both have an extreme passion for films. We both absolutely love them. He's more of a 80s cinema guy he's more of a cheesy horror movie guy he's also seen probably a hundred times more movies than i will ever see than ro will ever see than anyone else anywhere will ever see he's seen fucking everything damn okay (laughs) it's crazy how many movies he's seen but you know we used to do video reviews and stuff when we first put the whole epic film guys thing together the idea was for us to sit and do video reviews yeah which you know was a lot of fun i really really loved doing it we would go to opening nights for movies that we did want to see movies that we didn't want to see like that latest transformers movie <laughs> oh shit i don't know how you could tell my six-year-old self like you're gonna go to watch a movie about robots beating the shit out of each other for three hours and you're gonna be as bored as you've ever been in your life and my six-year-old self would be like how is that possible right let me tell you how that's possible <laughs> but anyway yeah uh his wife ended up getting a, a really lucrative job offer like a, a great great job offer down near washington dc so of course she had to take it so they moved and once he moved you know of course that put an end to the video reviews we really couldn't do that kind of thing anymore and you know a couple other people had suggested to us briefly hey maybe you guys should think about doing a podcast because they were big fans of the video stuff that we did and they followed us on facebook all that stuff like that so we started up the podcast that was in July of last year. Okay. Originally, the podcast was just me. Uh, I was the only one doing it, and I was doing it with just my phone. I didn't have a mic, didn't have a headset, didn't have shit. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was using just a video recorder on my, or the audio recorder, excuse me, on my phone. And I would record, I think our first episode was my review of Terminator Genesis. And then, God. oh shit, I did like four episodes, maybe five. And then Justin came on finally. We finally worked out how to get him on. And this whole time I'm like studying about podcasts, reading about them. This is what you need to do to podcast from right. two different locations. Of course, now, you know, of course, we're using Zencaster to record here. You know how much fucking easier my life would have been if I would have known about this? <laughs> no then. kidding. I, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but, you know, so we finally got everything together. We had, you know, cheap, shitty headset mics for the very beginning. Then he actually bought me this Blue Yeti microphone that I'm using now. He picked very one cool. up himself uh, just about a month ago, actually. Uh, so, you know, we've been constantly kind of molding and evolving to get the podcast to the quality level that we want i edit everything i do all of our social media promotions on twitter uh, and everything like that but it, you know it's it's been a great ride i absolutely love doing it i've picked up a great passion for doing it i've talked to a lot of great great people in this community this pattern family community that we're yeah. part of right so, yeah and now i just looked at our statistics today since it's the last day of february we had 65% more downloads this month than we had last month. That is awesome, man. Yeah, we have tripled our download numbers since December. And we... Jeez, like, man. Yeah, last month, we actually noticed that we were getting a lot of bot downloads. Uh, in fact, oh. I'm sorry, in January, like 12.5% of our episodes were bot downloads. Wow. Which Podbean tracks, but doesn't filter out because Podbean's a fucking asshole or whatever. I don't know. Because yeah, I have yeah. to go in there. Per <laughs> yeah, I have to flag it as spam myself. And it's like, I don't have time to sit here and go through the fucking IP addresses and the clients for everybody that's downloading this shit. Like, right, holy yeah. God. But then yeah. I went in and I actually did it for a little while. And like I said, January 12.5%. This month was only 1.2%. It accounts for... Only about 48 downloads, I think, altogether for the whole month, which, like I said, is... That's outstanding, yeah. man. Congratulations. It's, it's crazy how much we've grown. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how much we've grown. It's crazy how much we've gotten connected to people. Uh, it's crazy... It's crazy how much our show has grown. Like, we started the show off, and we were going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do box office report every week. Oh, this is what won the box office. This is what's yeah. this. This is what's that. All that shit ended up getting tossed by the wayside because <laughs> we did it for like two weeks. It's like, this is fucking stupid. I could just <laughs> open box office mojo and look at that if I want to. I don't need to listen to a podcast to do that. And, you know, the whole point of it is like to listen to two guys who are going to give their own perspective. But then there's a lot of film podcasts out there. Yeah. A shitload of them. So we're trying to do things now and we're still working at it. We've got a couple segments in the works. Maybe I'll give you a little spoiler on one of those later yeah, on the yeah, show here, but uh, yeah, we, we've, we've, I think we've, we've staked our own kind of ground. You know, I think we've definitely got at least some kind of authority. I think we've both got at least some kind of knowledge. I studied film in college. Justin has just seen so many movies. He just knows everything. So, you know, I think we have at least not like the most authoritative person coming from a film background or whatever, but we've definitely got a little claim there. We 
add all sorts of fun little stuff. We do the what are you drinking thing at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we I do, heard that. <laughs> yeah, Justin does his, his fucking famous lisp that I right. swear to God is the only reason everybody listens to us still. <laughs> I really think that's it, dude. I, I, I'm not even kidding. And yeah, so... And th- that's it. We've we've just been working from there, and we're just gonna we're just gonna keep going. I'm going down to see him. Uh, oh, it's almost March. At the end of March for Batman Superman because he's got that six story IMAX theater down there by him. And, Holy smokes! Oh yeah, we're going down there. I'm gonna go see Batman Superman for the first time in that theater, and then we're seeing it again the very next morning. And what we're gonna do is we're going to do some special stuff for the podcast. We're going to record some audience reactions. We're going to talk to some people, just kind of make it like a bigger event than just us reviewing the film when we finally put that episode out at the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. That is awesome, dude. That is really awesome, man. And, you know, and you guys, you put you put it together. You've got you've got all the, the, the social media, the editing and the knowledge. I mean, you have, you have a, a good extensive amount, amount of knowledge too. And then you put that together and you get this amazing show. And I think the distinction between your show and many others who are doing the same format is that you guys, I think it's highly entertaining, well edited, well produced, and you get this fucking epic show. No, no pun intended. <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. appreciate that. I really, yeah, really man. do. Yeah. And you know, and, and you guys, I think, again, you know, we were talking before we started, and you, you were, you guys were giving your picks. You were talking about these Oscars that y'all did the, you know, the the cross promote with with classy little podcast, mm-hmm. and it you, you pointed out so many things. You guys pointed out so many things, and y'all talked about a lot of things. And I, for one, just to kind of go back to what you were saying earlier, Transformers is a absolute travesty. Now, I hate <laughs> to say that if you're listening to this and you liked it. I'm sorry. It's it's awful. I thought they should have stopped with two because I think that Michael Bay could spend more time making other movies like Bad Boys 3, but that's just me. And they've already announced release dates for what? Transformers 5, 6, and oh, 7 or something like that. It's God. crazy. But yeah. they keep making money. They keep making a billion dollars a film. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, it's working. There, there are... I'll, I'll be the first to admit that myself and Justin, we're both cinephiles. We both go to movies. I can't go to a movie and one of Justin's favorite things to say is you got to turn your brain off. I can't do it. I go and I just have that critical mind where I am deconstructing everything that I'm watching. I can't turn that off. But that's part of the enjoyment process for me. I love doing that. Right. So that's why I watch movies like Transformers and I'm just like, holy mother of fuck, this is so boring. I want to stab myself in the face with this popcorn bucket. <laughs> you know, it's it's just excruciating. I mean, I'm I'm very much a film lover. I'm very much a film snob. And I mean, that's that's just the card I was dealt. That's that's just that's just who I am. That's just how I experience films. There are a lot of people where they can go to a movie and if if you just throw shit exploding at them for three hours, they're going to be the happiest people in the world and more power to them. I have friends like that. They're like, Oh man, that movie was so awesome. And I'm just like, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you and, know, that's different strokes for different folks. I, I mean, I guess it's one of the old adages, but you know, without those people, without the general audience, people, you wouldn't have films like, you know, star Wars, the force awakens reaching $2 billion global box office. And, those right. Transformers movies making a billion dollars a pop or anything like yeah. that. It takes a really special, shitty kind of bad film like Fantastic Four to really turn <laughs> everybody off. <laughs> yeah, man. And and I think that um, – and it's funny because we're, we're, we're talking about Transformers and we're talking about Michael Bay. 
I went back, and I mean, I love Bad Boys because I think Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are hilarious together. Yeah. But I, w- I went back and watched Bad Boys 2, and the whole thing begins with them doing like this SWAT, almost military-type reconnaissance bust. And I'm like, okay, so what are they busting? Oh, they're busting meth. Hmm. <laughs> How did I like this in 2003 again? Yeah. Uh. Uh. I, I oh. actually do like a lot of Michael Bay's earlier stuff too, like The Rock. Love The yeah. Rock. Yeah. Uh, Armageddon, you know, is is fun in its own way. You know, right. it's it's just enjoyable enough. I think the the performances in that are charismatic enough. Especially you got Steve Buscemi in there yeah. riding the fucking nuclear bomb on the asteroid. <laughs> I, but for, somewhere along the way, Michael Bay kind of lost that whole thing, and it just kind of became about you know what stunts he could pack into a film and the he actually at least kind of required at least a little bit tighter of a script i think something a little bit more enjoyable and i i just think for some reason he just fell by the wayside and but he keeps he's he's rolling around in piles of money every night and we're not so you know is is he really the one doing shit wrong or Or, you know (laughs) that's so true he he is he's really fucking good at it nobody does action than michael bay i mean you can't argue with that no, you can't, and and you make a good point with that. And at the end of the day, he's the one making millions of dollars, and and fans like us who appreciated his early work or who are not satisfied with his older work, we have to live in that um in that realm, I guess. But so going back to the podcast, man, it's always been you and Justin, correct? Never anybody else. Yeah, it has always been myself and Justin. We back when we did the video review stuff, and then after Justin moved, you know, we had one guy come in when we did the video review stuff and we actually did, you know, like a whole like downtown experience, uh, 2014, they do a zombie walk here. Oh, nice. uh, And we actually went down to that. I'm going to cut that audio into a podcast. One of these days, I just haven't had the chance, but we went down, we interviewed a whole bunch of people about it. We talked to a local newscaster. We did a whole bunch of different stuff. All these like little staged, things where zombies were chasing us down an alleyway and all this it was so much fun but then that guy turned out to be a a complete fucking flake you know so Mm. we kind of cut ties with him and that actually really almost killed the epic film guys for a while because we stopped doing the reviews and like we were going to put all of our chips into this thing because we were going to completely turn our show into like this whole big production Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was kind of shitty that that guy flaked on us. And then after Justin moved, one of his friends uh, for the website for maybe a month, month and a half, wrote some classic reviews of like really old movies. Uh, he did Cronenberg's uh, The Fly, for example. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So he did like a like a handful of those, but he's got his own life to live. He's got so much other stuff going on, and that was before the podcast, mind you. But yeah, he hasn't been around probably in shit close to a year now. Uh, but yeah, the podcast has always just been myself and Justin. And and it, it, honestly, I think we'll probably keep it that way, aside from having guests on and right. doing crossovers with like we did a crossover with the, the guys from Australia on the Countdown podcast. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. oh that was so much fucking fun. We're going to do another one in about two weeks or so. Very cool. And uh, of course, as you were talking about before, we did the Oscar mashup with Classy. I love the idea of a crossover where you're bringing other people on and it kind of changes the dynamic a little bit. You know, like we had Emily come in from Classy Little Podcast and she mediated that fan Q&A that we did. And that nice. added kind of a nice element to that too, I think. So it's nice to bring in a different person to change up 
the way that right. the flow works to kind of change the dynamic once in a while. But yeah, it's it's just us. And well, and the lisp too. You can't forget. Yeah, yeah. And, he and, is <laughs> his own fucking thing at this point. <laughs> and 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 that and it works. You know, it totally works. And I think you know that episode in particular. I really did enjoy that because Emily does have the voice. You know, to to do a podcast and then to do that type of mediation, it just man, it just worked and it flowed. And I mean, not that yeah. you guys couldn't couldn't do it on your own. I mean, it, that whole mashup just worked perfectly. I think and she you, took it to a whole other level. I really, yes, do. she did. Yes, she did. She and she's really good at that. And I've told her that. I've I've listened to a couple of her shows and I've told her you. It's just you got the voice for it and the way you do it. It just. It just sets the tone for that show, and I think you know it, the same could be said with Fear and Fearcast or Fifth Cast, and then you know with Ehap or with your show and so on. And you know, you speaking of this, um, have you gotten in touch just out of curiosity? Have you guys gotten in touch with the Nearly True Review guys? We, uh, you know, of course, we follow them on Twitter and stuff like that, and I've talked to them back and forth a little bit, but aside from that, no. Uh, in terms of film podcasts, uh, to be a hundred percent honest. Uh, a lot of film podcasts I'm behind on. Gotcha. Only because we do a film podcast. So when I listen to other podcasts, I love to listen to stuff like, well, besides World of Row, of course. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I love to listen to stuff like Now That I'm Older. Uh, I absolutely love that show. I listen to Rick and Paul Heal the World and Classy Little Podcast and Everyone Has a Podcast. I, I like to listen and get outside of the film podcast doing. yeah exactly so i do catch up with them like i listen to, to drunken dork they definitely do all the geek culture stuff they kind of overlap with us in some areas uh nearly true review is is another one and you know i haven't had a chance to listen to their show yet i'm sure it's excellent uh and yeah they're, they're one of the episodes i use podcast addict on my phone and i've got shit probably like 50 60 different shows in there and then i have wow. episodes downloaded probably like a couple hundred that I'm just slowly, slowly chipping my way through. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I would love to do a crossover with another film podcast at some point in the future. Yeah. I, I really, really would. Uh, there's also, well, I won't even, I won't even list them all now because there's already, right. So there's many so many of them. Yeah. But yeah. They, they know who they are, but I would love to do crossovers. <laughs> hey, all of you out there. Yeah. We're listening. You're listening <laughs> yeah. right now. Nick wants to crossover. Yeah. It'd be great to work that out sometime in the future after May. Cause right. I, I've, I've tried to fit so much stuff in. We've got Batman Superman coming up, so we've got a whole month worth of a ton of content before Batman Superman comes out. And then April, I've got some stuff planned. I'll keep that closer to the chest for now. Yes. And then right. May, I'm getting married. So, Oh, hey, man, congrats. Thank you very much. But the problem is, is I've got so many people that are like, oh, man, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Like different crossovers I'm trying to plan. And it's like, man, I, I'm running out of time. So everything from now on is just getting pushed after the wedding. Yeah, I can't I can't fit any um, any more kinds of crossovers. Well, other than what we have planned, because we already <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, a whole shitload of them planned and stuff, but yeah, you sound like a busy bee, and and weddings um, aren't easy to plan either. I mean, you got a whole lot crazy. of stuff to do. And yeah, the other thing about it is you mentioned our production value, which I I definitely appreciate it whenever anybody makes comments about our production value, because I probably spend for an episode that lasts say an hour and fifteen minutes, which is what our target usually is. I want to be a seventy-five to ninety-minute show, more on the seventy-five side, right? Um, but I probably spend six to eight hours or more uh editing production you know overlaying music overlaying sound effects all that kind of stuff like that so it's kind of become its own part-time job 
Yeah. So and, I definitely and, appreciate it when 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 you mention the production value because I take a lot of pride in it. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's astounding, especially, you know, the, the trailer that you guys have or the promo that you guys had. Um, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to fifth cast on Friday before I, I listened to y'all show. And I heard the little classic little, almost like that old Western type of music you used. And I'm like, geez, man, this is really good. What the heck is this? And then you started talking. I was like, ah, this is awesome. This is a really good you know promo man i for a second there i thought i was lost at i mean because uh, i have an alamo draft we have like four alamo draft house here in san antonio i thought i was lost in an alamo draft house like <laughs> segue before the movie starts you know and i was like good grief what the heck i mean it was it was really awesome and but like i said man listening to the show the way you plugged in some of that music into it the nuances was just amazing and I'm, I'm just now, you know, I've been editing this show and then I kind of started editing the other show that I do, which is the pick and row. And we were um, my my co-host had a lot of, you know, got caught up in his job and stuff. So I said, OK, I'll do it. And I learned how to edit and I'm just slowly kind of getting there. But man, yeah, it's one of those animals that it just kind of every subsequent show I've edited, I think I've. I've gone at least like one little step more, not even that it adds a lot more to it because I'll become better at doing the things I was already doing, but then I'll just find something else that I'm just like, man, I'm going to start working on that and seeing if there's ways that I can eliminate it more or if there's ways that I can improve the overlays. Like when we did the, the Epic preview segment that we do, where we talk about new movie trailers and Mm -hmm. stuff, Originally, when I started that segment, I was just taking the trailer audio and I was just dumping it to a low volume and throwing it in behind us. And somewhere along the way, I've shit probably a month or two ago at this point now, but somewhere along the way, I was like, you know what I'd like to do is I'd rather, you know, bring that volume up, cut us out completely and play about 30 seconds of the actual trailer and then drop back down and continue our conversation about it. So that's yeah. what I've started doing with that. And it's it's just those little things. But you're always you're always building. You're always creating. You're always right. just finding ways to make the show better. And I think that's ultimately the the most important thing to any podcast is how are you improving? How are you constantly learning? And that's why I love to listen to so many shows. Right. Because it teaches me so much about yeah. podcasting and, get different- and how to grow. Yeah. Right, get different ideas, and you kind of like, okay, well, maybe if I do this and do that, and um, and, and same thing with me, man. I think before I started, you know, we all had that, you know, that planning preparation and how we want to do it, or yeah. how does this work, how does that work? Because I've, I've been, we've been podcasting around the same time. You guys are maybe a month or two longer than than I have, yeah. but I mean, it, it goes, it goes and shows in the improvement in the quality of the content, and from episode one to now, and um. Yeah, it's it's awesome, dude. I think I think you're you're just a just like a, many of us, a student of the game, so to speak, with podcasting. Did oh, yeah. you uh, uh what pod, were you listening to a lot of podcasts before you started up your own? None, never. None, really. None at all. Nope. And 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 that's I think that's extremely evident when you get and you go back to especially the first few episodes where I just did them by myself. And I mean, I come out of a out of a out of call center background. I've had you know, training in college for public speaking and interpersonal communication, things like that. So it's not like I can't carry on the conversation, but it's just me droning on 
<laughs> eventually yeah. it's uh, but I had not, I, I'd listened to none, zero podcasts. So our first episode, I went back later and added our intro music to the first ever episode, but it, it didn't even have that when it first premiered. It was wow. literally just 30 minutes of me talking uh, so about Terminator Genesis. <laughs> so it was you sounding like the, like the DJ from Reservoir Dogs? You pretty know, much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And and then, you know, when I started podcasting, you know, of course, I'm a writer. That's what I went to college for. It's my biggest passion in life. You know, so the most important thing that anyone will ever tell you about writing is that you need to read. The greatest writers, they read a lot. Well, the same right. is true for podcasting. The greatest podcasters listen to other podcasts. And so one of the things I did when we started the show mm-hmm. is I set about increasing our social media footprint, which was on Twitter back right. in shit, say maybe July or August, mm-hmm. we probably had 50 Twitter followers. Wow. We didn't have shit, and none of them were podcasts. You wow. know, like my personal account was following us and, you know, some of our <laughs> friends and right. whatever, but like, it was just kind of a, a, a dead zone. We didn't do anything with it. We just copied posts over from our Facebook page. They automatically mm-hmm. posted and that was right. it. Yeah, And so I was like, no, 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 I need to get my hands in here and I really need to start doing something with it. So I started searching for other podcasts on Twitter. That was how I initially found the countdown podcast. Right. Right. Uh, that's how I initially found classy little podcast and drunken dork podcast, nerd rage podcast. And I think of maybe a couple other shows that are escaping my mind right now. And this was probably, I don't know, say maybe like uh, September, right. October. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember with because I, I handled the, the social media for the Pick and Row show, and I found you guys, I think, a while back, and I started following you guys. Mm-hmm. And then when we started the whole Potter and Family thing, yeah, I, I found you guys on Facebook. And every now and again, I, I don't know if it, I think it's you that's doing it, but I throw in my little comments when you guys post stuff on there. Most of the Facebook is Justin. I okay. do jump in there and have and, and and I'll weigh in on something if I feel like I need to weigh in on it. Yeah. But I let as far as posting to Facebook, aside from the show, I posted the show when it comes out to Facebook. But other than that, I let him yeah. do it. I've completely moved to Twitter at this point. We've got over twenty five hundred followers at this wow, point. That's a good. lot of that owes a lot to Potter and Family. Yeah. Uh, which I'm eternally grateful for all the great shows that we've met through that. But I then again I, I always when I, when I first started listening to kind of bring it back around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first show I ever listened to was classy. Uh, mm-hmm. There. Oh shit. I can't even remember which one it was now, but theirs was the first show I ever listened to. And so when I listened to their production value, they have the intro song. They're like, you know, we're sponsored by these people and yeah. they're doing this and that and this and that. And I'm just like, motherfucker. And I'm just <laughs> sitting over here like just yeah, la, la, Terminator, Genesis, la, la, like just kind of droning on and just doing my own thing. And I'm just like, no, we need to start doing this. So it, it's kind of an interesting study i would say for podcasting 101 if you go back to our very beginning episode and listen to it and then just kind of progress through them all the new segments that we premiere the segments that we have but then get rid of the changes in audio quality our audio quality was terrible yeah in the even shit even as recently as like uh november or december not terrible as in unlistenable but justin had a headset mic until mid-january so his headphones on the headset mic always picked up my voice coming through and there's certain parts of 
every show and everybody else tells me they can't hear it, but I can fucking hear it because I'm the one that edits it. So I just <laughs> I know it's there. So when I hear it, I'm just like, Whoa. but it's just I hear like faintly at different times when he's talking, no matter how much I try to synchronize it, it just because of the playback difference or whatever it is. Right. I just I can't catch it all. So it's it's yeah, I, I would say it's a pretty good study. If you ever want to start your own podcast, you know, start listening to our show and then yeah. that's kind of what we did and we went from you know a few oh shit i think in the early days we were lucky to get a hundred downloads a month wow. in the first couple of months that we were yeah. doing it we get like 20 25 listens per episode maybe and now you know we had well over three thousand downloads this month man that so is awesome it's, it's crazy how much we've grown and i mean i owe it all that to is- I, I could say that it was me, but I don't, you know, it, it, it wasn't. It was all the great shows out there that helped to promote us, that have helped to share us, like you, like yeah. every other show that's part of Pottern Family that have helped, you know, they pick us up, they listen to us, they subscribe to us, they tell other people about us, and we have just grown exponentially because of that. So I, I, I'm eternally grateful for that. I, I can't say that enough. Yeah. Really. It, 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 let me ask you this. Does it amaze you that to this to this day that there's some people out there and and I was t- I was talking about this with um with Jack on the last episode um how a lot of people have no idea what podcasting is does it ever amaze you about that like i mean i maybe a lot of people you know do but there's some people who are like oh what's a podcast what really where have you been like yeah, the I last think- eight years <laughs> nine years that's a weird that's a weird question like if you don't know what a podcast even is like before I started doing podcasts I was mm-hmm. at least aware of what a podcast was I mean I at least know like what the most most famous ones are like you've got the nerdist you've got you know fat man on batman mm-hmm. and you know all the more famous ones that are of course done by famous people mark maron's podcast yeah. things like that none of which I listen to I've listened to clips like little bits right but you know it's it's I'm not going to, I won't, I won't listen to those shows because I'm the kind of person that I compare myself to what everybody else is doing all the time. Like I hear other people's episodes and I'm like, oh man, that sounded really good. Or, oh man, I'm not the biggest fan of that. And, you know, I compare myself to other people. I compare our show to other shows. I think everybody does. It's yeah, kind it's, of, yeah. you know. It's but, definitely a thing. Here, yeah. Yeah. I compare myself to other shows. So if I listen to those, you know, celebrity shows that are have producers and have s- these big staffs and, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that they can spend to, you know, make these things sound so perfect, like, right. you know, perfectly broadcast radio shows and stuff like that. I'd constantly be nitpicking my own show and be like, well, this sounds like fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like every time I hear like a, like a little blip or any, anything like that, I'd be like, man, this is such shit. Who's listening to this fucking, <laughs> I'm not ever going to record another show again. Yeah. yeah I, I was always at least aware of podcasting. So yeah, that strikes me as odd that no one would know what a podcast is. Yeah. Like, even if you don't do it or if you don't listen to them, I would think it's like you would still know kind of, but Hey, people live in bigger bubbles or smaller bubbles, I should say than I do sometimes. Right. So, Hey, right. <laughs> no, and, and the only reason why, the only reason why I brought it up is just because I've noticed that it happens a lot. And, um, and I'll tell people, hey, I have this little show. It's a podcast on iTunes, and 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 people that I know, and I'm not trying to call them out or anything. And they're just like, oh, well, what's that? 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's this show. Do you know who the Nerdist is? You know who Chris Hardwick is? Well, yeah, I watch Talking Dead or whatever. Well, that he has a podcast. Do you have you heard of that? No. Oh, wow. Okay. So then I, I kind of educate them. And then the funny thing is, is when I first started, you know, when you start out a podcast, the first thing you do is you obviously you tell your family, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that or whatever. And I you send the word out and I, my dad's oh, a friend of mine on Facebook. We're friends, right? You know, and he's like, yeah. "Hey, well, how do you how do you how do you listen to that? How do I do that?" And at the time, we were on SoundCloud, and I said, "Oh, here's the link. Listen, well, how do I keep? When did you hear the new one? No. Well, how do I do that? Okay. Well, let me show you. So then it's kind of like I'm <laughs> educating them, and then as time progresses, I'm going to like a family function. Hey, I love somebody from my family member. I liked your show. I'm like, oh cool thank you we're like and but it, but it'd be cooler if you know i mean obviously i'm not celebrity status but if i'm walking at my local grocery store and like you're so and so from this well yes i am but it's i mean obviously we're not nearly there yet so but it, yeah, it's kind of gotten that far yet yeah i mean educating is is fun i mean i would like uh like yourself i mean the progression is always key and you we always want to have success and man that's amazing you know what you were talking about that story because once you start doing a podcast you kind of get addicted to seeing well how many downloads do i have this for this episode it was really great i remember having so much fun of doing it we put so much time into it and then you get the result you're like oh man but then you know the progression of it and people who start getting into your show and then they start back 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 cataloging it and then they they realize man this wow it, they've come this this show's grown up a lot so to speak yeah yeah absolutely and, and i think when you look at our podcast the way that it's kind of progressed people do go back and i see in our download uh, platform like all the people all the different episodes they're downloading and yeah. people sometimes it's like a straight progression it's like every single one of the list all the way down to the same ip address wow you know? and it's like oh that's cool so somebody just downloaded our entire fucking backlog and others are like they pick and choose like oh this one sounds interesting this one sounds interesting but yeah i my only thing with numbers is uh, I'm very proud of our numbers. I I love that we've got so many people listening to us. But the thing that I constantly try to emphasize, especially to newer shows, not that we're a, a veteran show. I mean, I guess we are compared to like somebody that's just starting out. But right, yeah. But I, I I my constant thing to tell people is, man, doesn't matter if even one person's listening. You know, get out there and and put your whole heart and soul into it, and just make the right. best show that you can. And, you know, take it into post-production, do the best work that you can on it and put out, put out a product that you're proud of. And I was, I was proud of those early episodes. Don't get me wrong. I shit yeah. on them now because they're, <laughs> they're nothing compared to what we're doing now, but. Right. But you know yeah. what, man, got to give you credit because, you know, at the same time it, it might've been shit, but you were doing it by yourself. You know, that is freaking hard to do. And to this day, I mean, I talked to John from the just John podcast yeah. And dude, and he does his own show and he does like, I think he sends like, spends like 37 minutes or 38 minutes. I mean, it's, it's roughly 35 to 40 every week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how he does it. And I, I remember before I started doing this, I kind of toyed with the idea of me doing it by myself. And I did like 30 minutes and I came across moments where I listen to it now and I'm like doing these long pauses before I say words and I'm saying, um, a lot, even though I still do it, but it's just kind of that thing where you're, you're trying to, you're trying to get the word out of what you're trying to talk about. And at the same time, you get a little nervous a little bit because you feel like you're going to run out of words to say. And John made some good points. Um, at the same time, he feels like he's trying to do it more organically, but 
I don't, it's amazing. I mean, to do even do a show by yourself is amazing to do. There are those different schools of thought into it as well. There, there's yeah. people out there that they don't do post production because they want that far more natural feeling. Like even if there are multiple pauses, the ums and everything right. like that, there are people that subscribe to that school of thought that you know, hey, no, we're going to leave it as is. They'll do some cutting, like if it's like a like a segment they need to cut for time or something, whatever. Yeah. But other than that, as far as conversationally, they'll kind of leave everything in. And then other people, we definitely do this. I th- I'd say we're in the middle, mm-hmm. but. I go through editing and I cut out a lot of the extra ums. Justin has this thing that he does where he talks and he'll go on and he'll talk about a movie and then he'll pause. Um, and then he'll <laughs> pause again and then he'll start talking again. Like there's so very clear, you know, where like his stops <laughs> starts are. So those ones I go in, I told him one of these days, I'm going to take all the ums out and I'm just going to put them at the end of an episode and let him listen to all of them. So at the end of the episode, it'll just be, um, 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 <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 if people, if people do that with their shows, that's great. Whatever works for your show is whatever works for your show. Right. My show. It, it, no, I want that production value. I want to go in there and I want to tinker with everything and I want to make it sound the best that I can. But the biggest thing for me is to not interrupt it conversationally. I think there are shows out there that over edit that cut out literally everything. So it's just like, you know, the, you, all you hear is cut, 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 cut. Yeah. And it, it doesn't sound like an actual conversation anymore. It just sounds like a whole shit ton of little snippets that are slapped right. together. And that's not something that I would agree with doing. Leave it in there. If there's one um, if it's a quick um, in the middle of a conversation where you're talking and everything's going great. And it's just like, um, you know, as a briefest of pauses, fuck it, leave that one in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and that's what my co-host was telling me on pick and row. He was just like, sometimes I'd had to, I had, I had to edit a lot because there was a lot of times where you would say, um, and you'd have like your long pauses between yeah. each episode. I mean, well, each time, each conversation, conversation, and he's like, I just want it to sound good. And there's some things that, and he left that he let, he said, I, t- I took out because I didn't think they were needed. And I said, okay, I mean, I get it. I mean, you're, you're editing. It's your thing. Fine. But <laughs> let me know what you're doing kind of things. <laughs> I w- Sometimes if I said something, it's gold, you know, and not, not everything's um, boring in some senses, but whatever. I mean, I get what you're saying because at the same time, you want it to sound really good. You want it. You want the quality to be there. So yeah. when he when he would get the final product in, because I would listen to the original one, I'm just like, wow, okay, I, I see. Yeah, that's good. That's a good call there. So yeah, that's where the difference is. Is don't when you're the editor, don't ever let anybody listen to the raw cut. Yeah, never. <laughs> they only ever get the edited cut. Because if I sent if I sent Justin like the combined audio files, just the raw tracks. And let him listen through them and like get notes from them or whatever. I I didn't even want to. I don't even want to know. That's a that's a, a bridge I don't want to cross. Like nope. I edit the show. I get everything in and I, what I cut I cut and I do save some of it as outtakes and we've got a very special outtakes episode coming in the future. Nice. Where I'm just gonna take all this random shit that was cut out of other episodes and just make it into this super cool kind of journey through our outtakes or whatever. Right. But, you know, it's, you know, I, I cut what I cut. That's, and that's, and that's it. Like I, I'm, I'm the final, I'm the final decision. You know, if that's nice. what I say we're going to do, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And, and more power to you for that, because then the, you know, in the end, the content's what is what matters. And I'm sure yeah. people are enjoying it. And is it, how many episodes have y'all done so far? We are 
it's confusing if you go to our Podbean or if you go to us on iTunes and look at it because right now we're on episode eight, but that's only episode eight since the rebranding. We started off as the Epic Film Guys Real Rundown podcast, which Mm -hmm. to me made it sound like it was kind of this little side venture or something because I had that subtitle in there. And we got 26 episodes of that. And then I said, no more of this real rundown bullshit. We're just going to become the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is our focus. This is where our energy is going to be directed. And we, aside from a little mini transitional episode that took place between the two, uh, we're up to eight now. So 35 altogether is where we are. We're going to hit our one year anniversary here coming up in July. Mm -hmm. I have no clue what we're going to do for it yet. So. (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah got a plan so do you, are you guys in the future have y'all are y'all planning on getting like maybe you know uh big uh guests like maybe people that are in the movie scene or you know it it's not to knock interview shows because i love listening to interview shows i listen to poop culture they do a lot of interviews i listen of course to your show i love your interviews with other podcasters but mm-hmm. for us i just don't think it's i just don't think we're there yet okay. and i don't I, I don't know. It just for me, there, there's a lot of people I'd love to talk to, but a lot of people right. that I didn't, I don't want to interview. If you understand my meaning, you no, know, I, I definitely do. Yeah, it's it's like I'd love to talk to them, but at the same time, it's like, well, eh, you know, I it's it's not something that I can really get my head into right now. So I'm not looking for it, and Justin hasn't talked about it at all. So I don't know if that's where his head's at or whatever, but. No, it's just it's it's not anything that's on my radar right now. Oh, okay. Well, hey, maybe in the future. I mean, maybe, you never yeah. say never, but you know, I I like I don't know. I just like I like where our show's at right now and I like where it's going. And <laughs> I don't know if 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 it eventually reaches the point, if it eventually gets to that point where it's like, okay, now we're going to have actual guests on to interview. Mm-hmm. Hey, you never know. I'm, the natural the natural growth may get us there, so Nice. Well, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think you guys would have a knack for it. I mean, but I, I get where you're coming from. It, you know, you want the progression to get to a certain level, and you guys are really good at what you're doing. Why why sway away from that and try to go into something? A lot where of that you is get... also, yeah. A lot of that is also me, and maybe this is me being hard too hard on my own show. But a lot of it is probably me thinking that we're not ready for it, and not in terms yeah. of our ability to approach and interview somebody, but in terms of the quality of our show and the sound of our show. Like I want to get it. I'm, I'm constantly just, I'm a perfectionist. I want this to sound so good. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't think we're there yet. Man. And that's okay, man. I mean, you're, I think you're, you're doing the right thing. I'm, I, I'm all for that. I think it's, you know, if you're at that stage where you're, you're hundred percent confident on where, on where it's, where it's yeah. set to be this, you know, interview type where you're talking to people who are in that film in, in the film business, then go for it. But yeah. stick with what, you know, don't, don't, uh, what is it? If it isn't broke, don't fix it or yeah. Yeah. stick with what you know and what you exactly. do. And is it, are you, do you guys, uh, and forgive me, man, I've only listened to a couple. I'm starting, I've got you guys, you know, on the subscription and everything's coming through now. So I had some issues with my phone, got it replaced. So and believe uh, me, with this whole Potter and family thing, I mean, like I said, I understand completely. I have hundreds of episodes of podcasts that I've, I've literally, there's some people that I've, I've not listened to at all. There's a lot of shows I haven't listened to at all. And oh, I feel bad about it because yeah. I'm like, man, I really want to get you guys in the rotation, but you get your shows that you love, 
Yeah. Your favorite shows that like the countdown, they come out every usually every Monday. Their new episode came out today. Have to listen to it. Classy's episodes right. are out on Wednesday. Have to listen to them. Uh, Drunken Dork's out on Mondays. Have to listen to it. Now right. that I'm older is out Thursdays. Have to listen to it. Right. Just John is out Saturdays. Have to listen to it. Right. So when you try to fold new shows in to those old shows, you know, it's, it's just you run out of time. Right. No yeah. Fucking it, time of the day. It, yeah. yeah. And, but I, I think, but you, you're right. Once you follow that schedule, you're, you're pretty much good to go. I mean, yeah. And you guys drop every Friday. Is that right? We drop every Thursday. Thir- well, usually Thursday. about six a.m. on Thursdays. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I, I was, Eastern I was, time. Yeah, I was confused. I, I, I didn't know if it was Thursday or Friday. Um, but you guys have always stuck to that. I, I'm guessing every Thursday. For the most part, yes. Like we just had our episode. Not the classy mashup, the one before it. Uh, it was just, a, it was a beast. It was a fucking nightmare to edit. It just took me a long time to really get through it all and really get it edited. I'm, of course, I'm so busy with all this wedding stuff and everything else. So it took me longer. So that one didn't come out until Thursday night at like, literally like 10 minutes to midnight. Oh, wow. Okay. On Thursday was when that finally posted up. So that might have been where you were thinking Friday from. Yeah. Um, I, but I it's. Think- Aside from that, aside from maybe a couple of episodes, back in the real rundown days, we weren't as strict with the schedule. But ever since I would say halfway through that, I was like, no. One of the biggest things for podcasting and one of the biggest things for podcasters, I feel, is consistency. Consistent episode length and consistent release date. So that way, when you build an audience, if they know that you release an episode every every Thursday, I've got a 75-minute episode of Epic Film Guys or... Every Saturday, I've got a 35-minute episode of Just John, or every, well, I don't even know what day your show comes Friday. On. It's Friday. Every Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every Friday, you've got a one-hour World of Row to listen to. You know, so it's like you set your clock by those things, and then right. you're just like, yeah, I'm tuning in every yeah. single week. Right, you exactly. Know? Yeah, if, you know, and straight from that, it, like, oh, I released this episode. It's a half an hour, and we released it on a Tuesday. And then we release... Next Thursday, we release a two-hour episode. It's that shit's all over the fucking map, and it really throws me off as a listener because I'm like, wait a minute, what the what? <laughs> yeah, like why is this one half one and you know yeah. an hour and a half versus twenty minutes? Yeah, and I think that a lot of people who aren't really in tune with that or and, and are doing it and they and they think that you know they're seeing a decrease in listenership it's because of that inconsistency and that was the whole thing you know starting this one was okay if i find a day and this day works this is going to be the day mm-hmm. and i've stuck to my guns on that and and i think that that's consistency is the most important thing my dear listeners as nick has said if you're going to start your own podcast you find the length you stick to the day and that is it don't change because you feel like you need to change or because of this this or this you got to make time for it if you're really devoted to it yeah and that was one when we did video reviews back in the day we would try to we'd go see something opening night like uh shit what's a good example oh uh edge of tomorrow i've got a poster of it on my wall nice we went and saw we actually got to see an advanced screening of it you know, which was really cool. And especially in this area, you never get to see shit like that. So we were right. all sorts of excited. We were like, oh, I've got to go. I've got to do. I've got to record this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this. And we would rush home and we would record it and be like, boom, we got to get it up immediately, especially for movies like the Transformers. When we went to see it, went home right after we saw it, recorded the review, bam, on YouTube literally that time because it was like, we've got to get it online. We've got to get it online so people can digest it, so people can get it. And that right. was the wrong approach. I think it wasn't about getting it out there first. It's about putting out a consistent 
All right. So yeah, when we went to see right. Deadpool, we had another episode come out that day and we could have changed our release schedule, recorded that Deadpool review early and tried to push it online. But man, that's, that's not what our audience expects. They expect an Epic Film Guys episode brand new every Thursday. If you have consistent product right. and if you have great product, your audience is going to come back to it. We, we had a, 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 our Deadpool episode isn't our best listened to episode ever, but you know, it's, it's definitely up there. It's got a lot of different downloads and everything like that. Like people still want to hear what we think because they're fans of our show. And that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter when it comes out. It matters that you are consistent with it. I think that's what I was trying to get at. Right. Yeah. And, and the con and they appreciate the content. So they're just going to say, all right, well, they're up and ready to go. I'm going to listen to this on my way to work or I'm going to listen to this while I'm getting ready yeah, for work exactly. or whatever. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, we, we kind of been chatting away a lot, quite a bit, and just to kind of change gears a little bit to what your show is all about with your forte. Um, we talked a lot about Danny Boyle. We talked a lot about um, some some of these other movies. And you and I, I think you had, had mentioned that you enjoyed Steve Jobs, oh, the movie, quite a bit. So, yeah. So I went ahead after watching a little bit of the Oscars last night and, you know, I know fast bender didn't win, but I wanted to go back and watch it because I did see it, but I was having issues with my on demand with my cable mm. provider for some weird reason. So I went back and I watched it again and his performance was just astounding. He yeah. was great. He's one of the best actors working today. He really, really is. He was, he was in, well, of course, he's Magneto and the the new X-Men films, First Class and Days of Future Past, the upcoming right. Apocalypse, you know, and he does great in those movies. He was the the, the slave owner in, in 12 Years a Slave that was just absolutely fucking terrifying. And, you know, he, yeah. he just was mind-blowingly good in that role. He's He's done so many things, and every role that he does, he's one of those actors that just disappears into the role. And I'm, I'm not a fan of Apple's products at all. Like, I don't own anything Apple at all but it, it was wow. a movie that i just i connected to it so much because sorkin's script was so great and because fassbender was just so magnetic in that role you hated him he was such an asshole you know, the way that he played yeah. the character but it was so compelling you, you, you kept rooting for him anyway and i think that's the power of a really really great actor and a power of a really great performance is that the protagonist is a fucking dick but you still love him anyway you really want him to win, even right. though he's an asshole. Like think uh, of like television examples, like breaking bad is a perfect example of that, where Walter White's like a, such a colossal asshole, but you love him <laughs> so much. You, you, you root for him no matter what he does. Just, you just right. love him so much. And yeah, that's, I said, that's, that's the power of a good performance. It's the power of a good script too. Definitely. You know, and I thought, I remember because he, I watched Breaking Bad uh, on Netflix. We started streaming it, right? And my wife and I had got into it, and we saw like I saw like the first season with her, the second season, and I worked quite a bit mm -hmm. at the time, so she kind of like binge watched it, and I was so lost in the show. But I, I remember in the first season feeling sorry for him and wanting him to be to get better. And you're like, here's a guy who doesn't want to do this, but he needs yeah. the money. And to help with his chemo treatments. And then all of a sudden, like fast forward, you know, two or three seasons and the guy's like this heartless, you know, yeah. dick. And I was like, what happened? What happened to him? And my wife is telling me what's going on. And um, you're just like, and one, it is like, like you said, credit to the writing and then the credit to Brian Cranston he's, he's because he's an brilliant. amazing he's, actor. He's so fucking brilliant. The way that he plays the character, he just, 
I, I there's a reason why he won four Emmys for fucking playing that role. It's it's he's just that yeah. strong, and you can't root against him. Even like in the fifth season, when he is just so reprehensible, he's yeah. he's such a bastard of a character in the last season of that show. But you still you still love him. You're still like, come on, come on, man. You could you could still come back. You could still re- redeem yourself. You could still you know climb your way out of the rabbit hole. Whatever metaphor you yeah. want to use, but. Yeah, it's just that's like I said, that's the power of, of of a great, great performance. And I think that that's what Fassbender did in Steve Jobs. It's like even when he's, you know, he had the first product launch in 84 and that was a dismal mm-hmm. failure. And then he comes back with the next one and you could tell everybody's saying it's going to be a disaster from the get go. And then you're like, no, come on. You just want him to succeed because it's like he's he's an asshole, but he's brilliant. And you just want all this to happen. And then that one completely fails. And then they come back with the iMac and everything like that. And this one's really, really tracking to do well. And, you know, he's an even bigger asshole now. And then you're just like, I just want him to succeed. And I just want him to succeed personally as well as professionally. And, And I think Sorkin's script does a perfect job of bringing everything to a head, bringing everything full circle. I love the way that it's told in just those little vignettes with the same characters right. over the three different time periods at each product launch. I think that was brilliant. And I, I can't say enough good. I wanted him to win. I really did want him to win the Oscar for best actor. Yeah. But of course, the Academy Awards don't reward the best performance of the year. They reward the body of work. And it was Leo's turn this year and it was it really was i think he was overdue it was well to overdue. Be leo is one of my favorite actors i absolutely love him but i think i've seen a uh, half a dozen movies or more that he was better in than he was in the revenant yes you know yes by far but yeah, it was like, his turn I mean, aviator and yeah it was his turn aviator and uh two movies that come to mind are like aviator and wolf of oh, wall street he was i think brilliant wolf of wall street loved that movie yeah he was oh he was so good <laughs> in that movie yeah, yeah, he was he was amazing. I, I mean, but like you said, it was his turn. It was his due. I, and I, I think the same could be said a few years back. If you think, you know, just to, I want to pick your brain a little bit and, and ask you these questions or what your thoughts are like, because for one, I mean, I am a I am a podcaster. I love this. I love I love other things. But one of the things that I've always been fascinated with over time as a, you know, with with film and music, particularly film, because uh, when I first started getting into movies, I mean, to just to kind of give you an idea, I mean, in 2000, I started working for Sam Goody, right? And this was back when they were, it was already a sinking ship at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't know. I was 18. I wanted a job, right? So, and I wanted a cool job at that. So, and the first Blu-ray movie, I mean, not Blu-ray, the first DVD movie I bought was Hannibal. Nice. So I learned to appreciate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned to appreciate Anthony Hopkins and his acting ability. So over over the progression of time, I've learned to appreciate, you know, different types of movies and that. And that's where I kind of grew into train spotting. And, and, you know, it goes on for further than that. So what my point was, I was trying to get at was, do you think, and I've asked this before uh, to somebody else in the past, Christian Bale, do you think he's a great actor? What are your thoughts him. on him? I do love him. I think, okay. eh, well, there's, 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 there's a couple ways to approach the question. I do love him. I'll say that. Uh, he's, he's, he's more method than I think some other actors are. He really kind of sinks himself into his roles. And I think, I don't know that he's right. necessarily the kind of actor like a Daniel Day-Lewis that stays in character literally throughout the entire production. But I think yeah. he's he's definitely very method in that he does sink them into it, like maybe for the whole day or something like that. But, you know, yeah. he does things like in the Batman films where he's very compelling at one point, but then at other points, 
you know, especially in parts of the Dark Knight Rises, there's parts where he seems like he's maybe a little over it. Uh, Terminator Salvation was like just a train wreck. Yeah. I mean, he that's not necessarily his fault. The script was rewritten, so he'd have a bigger part. But I, he, right. I felt like that was kind of a phone in performance for him. But then you see stuff like mm-hmm. The Fighter, which he won his Oscar for. He's right. amazing right. in that movie. He's so good yeah. in that movie because I think it I think it challenged him a little more. You know, I think he's one of those actors right. that he sometimes he gets roles that aren't as challenging for him or he doesn't at least put the effort in and, you know, you, you don't get everything out of it. But then he's in movies like, again, like The Fighter. He was in. Oh, shit. What was the fucking movie? Harsh no, Times? Maybe? No, it's newer. It was newer. American Hustle. Oh, the one when he was in American yeah. Hustle. I loved him in that movie, too. He was he was magnetic in that movie. So. No, I, I do like him, and I, I appreciate his work ethic. I think he's a really hardworking actor. I just don't think he puts in all the work every time. Yeah, I, and you know what? I mean, when you go back and think about it, and when, when I think about it anyway, when I go back and think about how the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises was, he did seem a little burnt out on it on some scenes. Now that I meant, now that yeah. you mention it, I think it's it's uh, it's, it's there. I mean, it, it's it's tough to see at, at some points, but I think it's just, you know, Christian Bale phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and I, the, the, when I saw a dark Knight, I mean, not, you know, not, not the dark Knight. Well, yeah, it was a dark Knight. Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. Batman uh, begins. Okay. I'm sorry. When I first saw that one, I, I was just like, man, this guy's really good. What have I seen him in? And this was 2005, and I hadn't seen him in anything. I was, I was still kind of like to the whole sticking to my guns. Michael Keaton yeah, is my yeah, Batman, yeah. you know. I don't, I don't want any anybody else. So then I watched it. I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. And one of my friends that I was hanging out with and watching it with, and we were watching it on DVD. He's like, dude, he, this guy is so awesome in American Psycho. You yeah, need to he see American Psycho. He was great in that. Yeah, dude, he, <laughs> he was so good. But he was good. He was good in that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, this guy's like one he of my favorite actors. And he really did. Yeah, he did. He did. And I and I went and saw I, after by the time I saw American Psycho, I, he was like already one of my favorite actors or the ones that I appreciated anyway. And Harsh Times shows up on cable one time and I'm like, let me see this movie. He's in it. And the way he prepared for that was pretty awesome because I was convinced he was this PTSD, you know, vet that was losing his mind, yeah. you know, and then, and then the, I've never seen the machinist. I've heard that one was, yeah, I, I still haven't seen that one either, which is, is one of those funny Hollywood stories though, because he lost so much weight from the machinist and then he bulked big time right. to get the role of Batman. Batman. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those <laughs> weird things. Yeah. It's, it's, I've never seen that either. There's like a, a dead spot or a couple dead spots in my filmography that I just, I didn't have the access to it. I didn't have the money and probably the time as well where there was just yeah. a lot of stuff that I missed and I'm slowly, but surely just kind of plugging those gaps back in. But yeah. Yeah. And I had heard, I think he had done an interview recently because I know he gained a lot of weight for American yeah, hustle. Yeah. And, and then he had said that he was going to, he was going to start to slow down on doing that because of the way it, you know, the, at least I thought it was him, the effects that it's had on his body or on him over time, just for the whole thing. And, you know, going back and thinking of, you know, these, you're talking about method actors. One movie I did see, and I saw it on YouTube because I couldn't find it anywhere was chapter 27. Have you seen that one? No, never heard of that actually. That's, that's the one, that's the one, um, Jerry Leto plays Mark David Chapman, you know, the guy that assassinated, 
John Lennon, dude, he gained so much weight for that movie. It was like disturbing how big he got. He he said he had bouts with gout and everything like that during during the the filming of that movie because he had put on so much weight. But it, it was really good. I mean, very under the radar, but it was really good. I thought it yeah, was good. It's it's it is crazy but, the the dedication that some actors have to their craft. Yeah, I mean, it, me standing on the outside looking in, it seems crazy, but. I mean, I guess from an industry perspective, if you're already in there and you're looking at that, you're probably like, fuck, that's dedication. Yeah, yeah. And but and, and it makes you appreciate them yeah. more when they're putting in their work, you know? I mean, that, at least that's my perception of it. Everybody's different. I mean, I, you and I, I think, are on the same page with that. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I'm really excited because – you know, Danny Boyle is one of my favorite directors or some of the movies I've liked are, you know, are by him. I'm really excited that they are finally doing that sequel to Train Spotting. And Train Spotting was like the first Danny Boyle movie yeah. I saw and I had never That's seen it, right? And I one of the most iconic ones that he's done, along with the uh, uh twenty eight days later. The That's beach. What I kept thinking twenty eight days later. later yeah. I'm like, it's not fucking thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 28 days later, you know, that was such an awesome movie. And I don't dig on horror either, but yeah. that was such a great movie, at least until the last act. I think it was a little heavy handed in the last act where it was like the humans are really the bad guys. <laughs> and I hate I, think when, <laughs> I often refer to it as taking a big hammer and hitting the audience over the head with the theme of the film. Uh, World Trade Center yeah. was a movie that did that. Oliver Stone where literally it's it's nothing but two and a half hours of telling you that the the firefighters and 9-11 were heroes and it's like well i know that i don't need you to make a yeah. two and a half hour fucking movie constantly punching me in the face with it <laughs> you know it's like right. i completely yeah, understand yeah. that already you know so that whole movie would to me was just kind of a, a mess you know and i think the end yeah. of 28 days later really got like that don't even this the sequel danny boyle of course i think he just produced the sequel he didn't direct it or anything but yeah. that was a fucking shit show <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and you know i and i hate it and i and you and i talked about it and i do want to address this with the audio because it i it just needs to be said from my perspective and your perspective and i think we touched on it a while you know in our conversation in the past but i really hate the fact that he is associate his note of his biggest claim to fame i think until you know the people often remember him from was his slumdog millionaire now don't get me wrong that's a good movie but i think that his other work is so much better than that movie and and slumdog millionaire and i enjoyed it i think it was a good movie but i think it was way too oscar baity it was one of those movies yes. where it feels like it was just made to win awards. And that's yes. it, it, nothing. It, you know, hey, Danny Boyle deserves the accolades. I'm not going to take that away from him. But it, it, at the same right. time, it's it's kind of what Leo did with The Revenant this year. You know, it's it's pretty Oscar baity, if, if you ask me. I, it was a good movie. The cinematography and it was fucking unbelievable. Uh, Lubezki just won his third Oscar in a row for the cinematography in that film. It is amazing. But at the same time, yeah. the whole thing was, like I said, it was at least a little Oscar baity, but I think it was Paul <laughs> on the countdown podcast that, that made a good point about Oscar bait. It's like, well, you know, if you're, you know, a prize fighter, you know, or it, this wasn't the metaphor he used, but I'll, I'll butcher it anyway. But it was like, if you're a prize mm-hmm. fighter, say you're a boxer, you know, do you just, constantly you know playing you know the 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 little the the little leagues yeah the little leagues you know do you constantly just kind of stick in the minors and just knock out chumps or do you train to win the title 
you know i think that's kind of a good metaphor right. for it so yeah it's yeah that it's is. oscars if, if you're gonna if you're gonna make an awards baby film i mean hey if you're good enough to do it you know and you can deliver that kind of knockout punch that really you know sends everybody reeling and hands you that award at the end of the night and hey you know fuck more power to you you know, it's, it's on the one hand, and like a lot of people will be like, "Oh, it's 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 a garbage movie. It's it's just fucking Oscar bait. It's so stupid." It's like, even if it is Oscar bait, you're that's the highest accolade that you can earn in acting. That's the title. That is the that's the, you're the world fucking champ of acting. <laughs> you know, when yeah. you win, you yeah. an Oscar for best actor, or best director. So yeah, it's I completely understand it from that perspective. So you know, I don't want to take anything away from that, but. Slumdog wasn't my favorite movie that year by any means. Right. I think there was um, quite a few others. Like um, 2008, right? Was I think that, so. Was that when yeah, came 2008 out? sounds about right. Yeah, there was there was a lot of that was the year uh, that Leo stuff that came out that year. get nominated for Revolutionary Road, which still has me raw to this day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just remember uh, the best supporting actor, you know, was was awarded to uh, Heath Ledger's acting, right? Wasn't yeah, that, that was yeah, that was the year he won for playing Joker. And and you know, a lot of people. Uh, I was talking to somebody. Uh, man, I keep saying somebody, but I, I just for the life of me, I can't remember. And I was telling them how Robert Downey Jr. had actually got nominated for an Oscar for his role in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Which is crazy yeah. to think of, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, <laughs> I, man, I I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it was it hilarious. Was great. It's, I, it's kind of it's it, especially if you think of the controversy surrounding this year's Oscars. The whole Oscars so white, thing. right? He got nominated right for basically being in blackface for the whole movie, and then it was also <laughs> kind of a landmark because he got nominated in a dramatic category for a comedy. You know, which the yeah notorious for having nothing to do with comedy they don't want shit to do with it so it was it was right. really really cool to see him nominated there i, I wouldn't say i'm the world's <laughs> biggest downy fan but i definitely appreciated him yeah. in that movie he was one of the better elements of tropic thunder i think yeah yeah he was he was he, yeah, he made that yeah. movie i think um so you know before we you know we're kind of getting close to the wrapping up point i wanted to ask you one question and you know maybe you could speak for justin as well but what are what are y'all's take uh on remakes rebooting yeah no i can speak for justin on this one because this is something that we've been asked before and that we've addressed uh you know and and it'll come up again because it always comes up because every time a remake is announced somebody's like why the fuck you know um yeah as long as okay let me start over as long as a film go ahead ahead. you know is well made you know, and, and Hollywood's been doing this since the beginning of time. Since film has been a medium, remakes have been a thing. It's not like this is something that just right. came up 10, 20 years ago. Right. It's just people weren't as aware of it back in those days because you didn't have instant access to social media like you do now where you, you're going to get immediate news popping right up on your phone or whatever. Oh, they're remaking this. Oh, they're remaking right. this. Remakes have always been a thing. So people that get too bent out of shape about them, Relax. They're always going to be a thing. You're never getting rid of it. <laughs> right. You know, and then a remake can be good. It can even exceed the original. But I think a remake needs to do two things. Number one, it needs to pay homage to where it has been. You know, it needs to be respectful to the source material that it's being made from. 
And then number two, I think it, it just has to be well-made. I think you just have to put that love and that care into the entire production, write a good script, get the right cast, get the right director in the chair to really put all the elements together and make it. I've, I'm, I've long been, uh, this is not necessarily along the line of remakes, but I lump comedies into this category. Most comedies, at least most like mm-hmm. new age comedies anyway, they're all exactly right. the same film if you break them down to their basic plot beats. You know, you have, you mm-hmm. know, Old School is one of the one of my favorite examples of this, and I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but I love it. It's such a good fucking movie. Yeah. But you yeah, know, they great. have <laughs> the the you meet all the all the all the good guys and you have a lot of laughs getting to know them and doing everything, and then you meet the bad guy and hijinks ensue, hijinks ensue, hijinks ensue, and then you get to a point where the bad guy has triumphed over them or has a step up on them, and then they have to overcome all odds to succeed in the end, and then they succeed in the end, and it's this big thing, and everybody's so happy about it. And that's, you know, I'm missing a couple beats in there, I know, but most yeah, new yeah, yeah. No, comedies, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah, most new age comedies, they're exactly the same film, but you get a cast like the cast of old school, you know, and you get a great director and you just, every element of it, a great script, every element of it comes together and it's just amazing. And it just works. It's just a great, great movie. And then there's other ones that they get and then they put them together and they're not so great. You know, like I think I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I know uh, Paul and Wayne reviewed it on the countdown. Zoolander two just came out and apparently they said it's a fucking Mm -hmm. disaster. (laughs) Yeah. Really, I, I haven't listened to their to their show yet either. I haven't had the chance yet today, but yeah, the, they. I know Paul. When I talked to him, uh, it was not too long ago, but I know he had mentioned that. Yeah, it was not not anything worth watching. So, yeah, there's always that. But yeah, I think I, I, I'm all for it. Keep remaking movies. I love 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 film. They could keep churning out everything fuck the the marvel movies and this will give me some heat from maybe some of your audience but all the marvel movies are the same mm-hmm. fucking movie like ant-man ant-man That's is true. iron man it, it it literally is almost the exact same plot structure but they got a good cast in there uh, paul rudd was amazing in it i love evangelina yeah, lily i've loved awesome. her since her days on lost uh michael douglas was amazing in that movie the villains sucked like all of the marvel villains suck but you know, it's yeah. uh, all those kind of all those Marvel movies like that. They're all kind of similar like that. So it's it's not necessarily a remake, but that's a remakes are just another part of that Hollywood package. I guess that's how I'd wrap that up. It's all part of that Hollywood package. Like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and, that, and that's good, man. I, I thank you for your insight on that. That's a well thought, insight, insightful answer to it. And I haven't seen Zoolander too, and I. I I'm kind of disappointed to hear that it's it's bad because I'm a big fan of the first one. I mean, I think even when the first one came out, a lot of people trashed the yeah. first one. But I mean, um, I, I I'm, I'm gonna st- I'll, probably, I'll probably still see it just because I, I like Ben Stiller. But um, I, I thank you. I mean, I, that was that was good. <laughs> I can't really rebuttal that, but I appreciate it. I mean, at the same time. I, I'm not a. I, I get you. You made a very good point. The whole not getting upset about it because I'm one of those people who I hate yeah. remakes. I hate when, especially when they do it differently and they, and some of them that don't pay homage to the yeah. original. Like I'm, I'm dreading. And I, I don't know about you because I know you're from you're from the state of New York, and I imagine that this is probably like one of the biggest movies 
in at least in that area just because it was so popular back in the day but i'm not looking f- me personally i am not looking forward to seeing the remake of ghostbusters because i rather remember it how it was that's yeah. just me I, I i don't think you're alone there i, I there's a lot of people that, <laughs> that the trailer for that dropping in about a week and i think it's it's i i trust paul feig he's done a lot of really funny movies like bridesmaids fucking hilarious spy yeah, yeah melissa funny. and melissa mccarthy whether you love her or hate her she's proven at the box office she brings in box office you know so yeah, i i think that if they respect the original source material enough now i did completely disagree with the fact that they literally got everybody from the original fucking ghostbusters franchise except for rick moranis to do a cameo in it yeah and rick moranis was asked he just turned it down he was like no i'm not doing that <laughs> You know, but, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think it could be good. I, I, I'm not ready to write it off yet. I want to see a trailer and I mean, it's going to give Ecto Cooler a comeback. And if, if that's yeah. the only good thing I get out of a, another Ghostbusters movie, I mean, I'll take it, but I, I'm optimistic about it and I'm optimistic about everything. And Justin and I often talk about how we don't go into movies with like a negative mindset because we don't want to kind of, you know, what am I trying to say here? We don't want to like lessen the experience for ourselves. Every movie could be right. the next masterpiece. Like, every movie could really surprise you, could really blow you away. Most of them probably won't. You know, the new Ghostbusters yeah, could end yeah. up being a complete fucking train wreck. Like, you know, that Fantastic yeah. Four movie, a lot of people were trashing that from the get-go because, you know, they cast a black uh, human torch and, oh my God, it's the worst thing of all time. And, mm-hmm. We're sitting on the sidelines and we're like, who who fucking cares? You know, it's like, right. is, is it going to be true to the source material? Is it going to be, you know, very well made with a passionate cast, with a great director who's really going to work and have great writers make a great script and make a great film? Now, of course, everybody watched that movie and it's an utter and complete disaster. <laughs> that movie's it's horrible. It's so fucking bad. But, you know, it's because none of those things came together. I mean, you had a talented cast that were completely underused. The script was a complete and total shit show. And Trank was fucking high every day on set. You know, so who the fuck even knows what he was doing when he was trying to direct shit? He was telling Miles Teller to go fuck himself every day. It was it was all the stories I've read about the production of that film are fucking fascinating. But, you know, you end up with stuff like that. And that's why remakes fail. And that's why people are so sour on them, because you get. For every good remake, really good remake, and shit, I'd have to even try to think right now of like a really good example of one. But for every remake that's at least good, you get a dozen of them that were, you know, script writers that took the script from the original and completely didn't understand a fucking word of it, butcher the shit out of the whole thing, introduce all these new elements. Oh, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween is a perfect example of this. Oh, because yes, yes, yes. The thing that was scariest about Michael Myers is the fact that he was just an unstoppable killing machine. They didn't go into the backstory. He was just this crazy motherfucker just cutting people up. Like, what the fuck's going on? And then you get Rob Zombie coming in who thinks he knows better. And he adds this whole backstory onto the character about, oh, he was abused by this and did this and did this. And it's like, who fucking cares? That's not the important <laughs> part of the character. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, it drives me nuts when they do that kind of stuff. It just it, it ruins 
ruins franchises. It ruins films. And, you know, it, yeah, that's, that's why, like I said, that's why people saw on them because so many remakes are that kind of remake where they're lazy. They think they, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. original was so good. It has a cult status. It caught lightning in a bottle. It was great. Critically acclaimed, financially successful, whatever it was, they think they could just take it and they can slap it on the screen with a fresh coat of paint and a new cast and get people to buy into it. And th- no, that's not what's required. You gotta be passionate. You've got to like the total recall make uh, remake is another perfect example of that, you know, where they completely just cluster the whole thing, you know, and it just yeah. was lesser than the whole, it, you know, it's, it's just not as good, but I'll also say about remakes that, you know, while I understand why a lot of people get sour on them, like in the, the example of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 1984 will never change. It is always going to be right there to be enjoyed a thousand times. I love that movie. I, that's one of the, 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 if I was like going to go to a desert Island and people were going to be like, what five movies do you have to have on that desert Island? Ghostbusters would be fucking one of them. Cause that movie yeah. is just brilliant from beginning to end. And I don't necessarily think that this new film is going to be able to be as good as the original Ghostbusters was because that was just truly talk about lightning in a bottle. That was it. You know, it, it was right. just it, everything just worked right. so perfectly That's- at that point in time, everything about it. And then I don't know if I, I don't know, but I'm optimistic. I hope it's at least a good movie, you know, and I hope that it doesn't, you know, try to shit all over the example of its predecessor. That's that's the most that I can hope for. I mean, it, it, put it this way, Ghostbusters fans. Bill Murray shits all over the franchise for like 20 years and you still love him. So Paul right. Feig isn't going to do any more damage to this franchise than Bill Murray has done trashing it for as many years as he has. And, you know, of course, they never, ever made a Ghostbusters 3. We got the video game, which was good. Right. Yeah, yeah I played we the got game. the video game, which was really good and stuff like that. But, you know, Bill Murray was always the one that was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. You know, so take take from that what you will. But, you know, I I think Paul Feig is proven. I think Melissa McCarthy's proven. I think it's going to surprise people. I think people are being a little hasty in their negativity towards it. I mean, if, if it's something that you don't think is going to work, that's one thing. But a lot of people are just out and out like venomous about that film. They're like, this is going to fucking suck. This is going to be garbage. You know, <laughs> and I was one of those people. I was clearly yeah. was one of those people. I was really upset no. about it. I would about be it, optimistic. But- I would I would I would be more optimistic about it because. If you ignore the fact that it's Ghostbusters and you just think Paul Feig is directing, proven comedic director, he's done some really, really funny shit. Right. Melissa McCarthy, really, really funny actress, done a lot of really great, funny films, you know, and then the rest of the cast, Kristen Wiig is also in it, who's also been in a lot of really good movies. I mean, right. I, if you just look at those elements of it, those are elements for success, you know, and then. Now, if you just say, and it's also going to be a Ghostbusters film, <laughs> you got to kind of slip that last little bit in there and be like, well, that's, and that's, uh, if you can look past that, I guess. Yeah. And, and then I, you know, so I, that's a, and that's a good, that's a good way to leave, to leave that conversation. But, that and that was long well said, Nick. That. 
That, that really was. And, and you, you guys rambled on it. You had a good rant about it on that last episode that I heard where you guys were talking about how Bill Murray shits all over it. But you're you're like, why couldn't you just do it one more Ghostbusters, Bill? Why? I mean, I appreciate, you know, the Wes Anderson movies are great. Royal Tenenbaums is one of my yeah. favorite movies, and I thought he was fantastic in it. But that being said, I why? Yeah, Murray. I agree with I you. I really do. And it's yeah. like, I, I understand why he never wanted to do the Ghostbusters 3. I kind of get it from his point of view but then like to not even do the documentary you don't have to do anything all you yeah. gotta do is sit in your fucking living room and talk to somebody for 20 minutes and they're gonna cut it up and put it in a documentary like just like yeah. he couldn't even do that like is he is he that busy you know that he can't do mm-hmm. whatever like and that's like you said we touched on that in the last episode but it's frustrating it's very very frustrating you know and it's that's one of the movies that made him it definitely is one of the yeah, movies that made him was. what he is. It and did. it's just like, he just kind of turned his back on everybody. He's like, well, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Well, Hey man, um, uh, social media, you want to plug your show website, oh, yeah. whatever, well, man? you can always find us at our website. It is epicfilmguys.com, still under construction. Uh, of course we're on <laughs> iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spreaker and our podcast is hosted over at Podbean. So that's epicfilmguys.podbean.com. We're on Twitter at Epic Film Guys, Instagram at Epic Film Guys, Facebook at Epic Film Guys. Find us, follow us. We will follow you back. We definitely appreciate uh, everybody that follows us. I I can't say that enough. I know we touched on it earlier when we were talking about podcasting, but we we yeah. do this because we love it and we do it for you guys. And 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 I I can't say enough how grateful we are. If I could just do nothing but fan thanking fan episodes from now until the end of time that's all i would do you know just because we're so grateful for all the great feedback we've gotten for all the great interaction we've gotten with different fans i'm so grateful for that to open up opportunities like this to get to sit down and talk to you because like i said i love world row i think what you got here just and i think i mentioned this to you a couple weeks or maybe a month ago or whatever like i love yeah. the interviewing a podcaster interviewing podcasters i love that idea i think it's great and i think keep running with it man you're doing a great great job thank you, you really are i appreciate that man thank you man thank you awesome man nick from the epic film guys him and justin co-host the show or they co-host they do the show check them out awesome dudes and they got great thoughts and everything about film and you just schooled me a whole bunch today on, on more stuff i thought i was knowledgeable but you totally that's what School I do, man. Ooh, it's great. That's what I do. <laughs> no, but thank you. I definitely, I, I know we've been trying to get this together for a few weeks and I yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm so glad that we got a chance to do this. We'll do it again sometime. We'll do it like yeah. uh, after the wedding. Like I said, everything's after the wedding at this point. Yeah. But sometime in the summer, definitely, maybe man. in the early fall, I'd love to get together again and we can bullshit about the summer movie season or we can talk about whatever. I'd love to do it again, man. You got a great show. Here. Yeah, I, man. I can't tell you that. Yeah, enough. dude. Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I could bullshit with you all day about film, man. I, I had to, you know, I mean, we, we could split this up in parts oh, shit, if we had yeah. to. <laughs> I, I've, there's a lot of our episodes where I, I either I have to shut Justin up or he has to shut me up or, you know, I have to rein it in. So because I could literally go all day and just keep talking all day about stuff. But <laughs> thanks, Nick, man. Absolutely, it, man. Bro. Thanks for having me. Alrighty, folks, there you have it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast this week, Nick. It was a great episode. It was a great conversation. I keep saying great, but that's the only way I can describe it. How about I just say it was epic? No pun intended. And um, 
check out his podcast, folks. Follow him on iTunes, uh, Epic Film Guys. Uh, follow him on Twitter or subscribe on iTunes is what I'm trying to say. Leave him a five-star review. He would greatly appreciate that. Him and Justin put on an amazing show. And their Oscar picks, they were pretty close. But, man, these guys know their stuff. If you're a big fan of movies, I can't stress that. I said that earlier, but I'm just go check them out. Man, awesome, guys. Anyway, um, we're at that point now where, you know, we're already at the wrapping up stage. And, um, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and start talking up the social media. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Roa Santos Jr. Um, again, guys, rate, review, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. I'm getting tongue-tied. It's probably because... I haven't been drinking enough water or something. Anyway, um, follow me. You know, I've got over a thousand followers now, so thank you so much. I think I've already said that before, but I'm going to say it again because that's astounding and it's exciting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a lot of great shows coming up, uh, exciting episodes. Um, I do want to take the time to say thanks to Potter and Family, all the folks over there. Um, hashtag Potter and Family. Thank you guys so much for the support. I um, also want to take the time to, th- to thank Ben from ACAST and Gustav from ACAST support for getting this podcast on ACAST now. So if you guys have Android, don't use iPhone, you can download the ACAST app and follow this podcast on there and you can subscribe there so that way you can get the episode when it updates every Friday. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, that's going to do it here this week. You've been listening to The World of Roe. I am Roe and you are not. And we will catch you on the flip side.